Hey everybody, this is Brennan Gersal and you are listening to the Speaking Of podcast. Today, as we fast approach an election in the United States and as there's talk of a snap election in Canada, we thought it'd be good to reach back into the vault and pull out a conversation I have with Andy Broad and Seth Fancy on the topic of politics, further discussion on politics and justice. I think you're going to find it helpful and it's going to be encouraging to you. So here it is, my conversation with Seth Fancy and Andy Broad. Here we go. There it is. Welcome Rock back. Welcome applause. Welcome back. Best people. for you, people. Best for you. It's a favorite part. Listen. The app we is very disappointed that we're not using back. it anymore. Yes. Seth, Seth welcome. Excited to be here. Seth is your first episode. This quite is my the first journey episode. to get here, man. It's been quite a journey. Yeah, uh, it was supposed to be in episode one, but my car decided to blow up on the way here. Yeah, so. I don't believe you. It's the worst. Well, Brent, believe me because I brought a souvenir today. This show us the right here is a piece of my engine <laughs> All right. from last Monday. I shouldn't laugh. And uh, yeah, so uh, blew a hole out of my engine. And uh, anyways, but you were, uh, you were just redlining the Cobbquid Pass. I was going through the Cobbquid Pass. Trying and then, to make records through the Cobbquid Pass. Cobbquid Cobb Pass. I was. Did the, the Cobbquid so run in, in three parsecs? Under 12 parsecs. 12 parsecs? I think it was. Is that, under. Is that, is that how many parsecs the, I'm pretty sure the, the Millennium Falcon. Falcon did the Kessel Run? Because they say Kessel 14. Run? Kessel Run and 14 parsecs. Okay. Which was in Solo, by the way. Really? We get to see the, uh, the actual Kessel Run. Never saw that movie. Really? Is it uh, worth seeing? Definitely, 100%. I okay. bought it. I trust you. It is better. Like, when I went with low expectations, it was really good. We didn't okay. come here to talk about Star Wars, but... If we could. It's actually good. We could good. probably put in some time. I, some time. I highly recommend Solo. I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Seth, you and I could talk Patriots. We could. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Did they win or lose they uh, won the last Monday night. night football game? They won last night. They won 25-6. Tom Brady still Buffalo. not retired? Not yet, no. Still going? Nope. No, still still going well. Still going strong. It's the GOAT. He's the goat, man. No question. He's the goat. Absolutely. No question. So. We, had to, we actually had Tom Brady on episode one of the trending podcast. Yeah, that's uh, right. He was here. Our producer David, who's who's hidden this week. He's still I did here. hear Tom Brady was here. But, uh, he was. Uh, he was that. so he was good looking. He, he made me he look made us bad, look so. bad. Didn't he? <laughs> He's behind the screen. Let it kick him out. Get someone that's just slightly better looking than us. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. No offense. You're still no, better looking. Who's your well, celebrity look like, though? Because we established this last time. Brent's Leonardo you know, DiCaprio. I'm Drew Carey. Well, no, no, no. Is that what you said? Uh, it's not what I said. That's what somebody else said. No, these are things people have told us. I've, I've been, been told, told many times I look like Drew Carey, especially when I used to have a buzz cut with bangs. It's the darkroom glasses, When too. I was in. Yeah. You're just yeah, yeah, committed to Thicker it. glasses. Yeah. 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 Uh, so people have told me this, and I, I'm not proud of this. But people have said, I'm not proud of mine either. Well, because people think I look like I have eyeliner on all the time. It's just my eyelashes oh, okay. are so dark. Sure. The but there have been people who've, who have thought. Out. It's Rimmel London, isn't no, it? No, they thought, no. Is that actually an eyeliner kind? No. I feel like, like, honestly, I feel like honestly, honestly makeup. Two, actually, two people Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Oh, there you okay. go. That's a good yeah, one. And uh, Adam Lambert. Okay. Ah, so, <laughs> Adam Lambert. I'm serious. Why like, is everybody people, else's celebrity look like sexy? I don't know. American Idol. Mine yeah, it was American Idol Adam Lambert. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. Anyways. Good. Adam Lambert. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so uh, back cool. to the trending podcast. We yeah. Are. Here we go. Uh, as first first episode was a lot of fun. Had a lot of good feedback. It was. Yeah. Lots of views. Well. Lots of views. Um, people enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm. And it was it was good. So uh, awesome. it's just another way to have a little more discussion and conversation surrounding some of the things we're talking about at King's exactly. Church in this season during our series and. Uh, you know, Seth and King Church Halifax been tracking along. I've, I've, I'm heading there, doing a few myself. Couple Seth's weeks. been doing some. Seth's yeah. going to be uh, been been with us as well. So it's going to be really cool. Yeah, awesome. It's been a yeah. good. Uh, so 
We want to talk today about some of the stuff we've been talking about, though. So when this podcast drops, uh, we'll have covered uh, conversations surrounding, um, you know, politics. We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago. Culture um, wars. Culture Culture wars. wars. Yep. Yep. Whose side are you on? That's right. And then, Seth, you brought a message to us just about justice and, you know, God's heart for the oppressed, uh, equality, that whole conversation that's very, very Mm. hot in uh, in our culture. And so figured we could have a little more dialogue about that today. Yeah, let's do it. You know, not just give our opinion, but maybe some some, uh, biblical opinion on some of these things. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, why don't we jump first into what we did the longest ago? Yep. Kind of get back on. Let's on track one. with the conversation surrounding the culture wars. Yeah. Um, talked about, you know, are we left or are we right? Mm. Are we Team Trump or Team Trudeau? Who should we vote yeah. for? Yeah. Yeah. Are we, All that good which stuff. community are we part of? That's you right. Know? Are we, are yeah, we, straight, are we straight pride? Man, that's still blowing up in the news. It the is. Straight pride thing? Right. It is. We that saw that in Nova Scotia. Some good old Did Chipman. You? That's national, isn't it? It's gone national. Chipman. Chipman, Chipman New Brunswick. It wouldn't surprise me. Unbelievable. It's for the first time Probably ever. first. <laughs> Not yeah. the reason you want this to This was probably all staged just yeah. to get Chipman yeah, on maybe, the map. Maybe it was. Maybe it was this conspiracy. Like they were actually, Guaranteed way to get attention. <laughs> it actually wasn't the dumbest thing ever to do. It was the smartest thing. Like, right. you know what we're going to do? We're going to make a straight pride flag. People are going to accuse us of being really ignorant and insensitive. <laughs> but, but they'll know where we are. We're just going to put Chipman on the map. We're not son. giving Chipmanites enough credit, could've I don't been, think. Been. If you're watching from Chipman, we love you. <laughs> we do. Chip maniacs. You, you know, if you're the yes. guy who hung the straight pride flag. We love you uh, too, man. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. We, do. we think yeah. uh, that was a dumb move. But uh, right. <laughs> we don't condone your actions. No, no, yeah. I'm just not for any, any pride flags. You know, no. like I think pride is probably a big problem. Exactly, G- generally true. by how I see the Bible. That's right. Anyway, yeah. stop it with the pride stuff. Yeah, but anyway, pride. yeah. So po- politics, culture wars. Yeah, we had an awesome talk with about this. We did with our uh, our message we had here with Brent, and uh, yeah. So I think the biggest thing for people that when we're coming out of a, a conversation like that, right? Is so we we talk about. You know how I remember you specifically said, Brent, like that we don't have like a, a party. Like our goal shouldn't be to say, you know, which party am I a part of? And like, that's how I find my identity, like that we have. And you use specific language as saying, like, we have one king and that's Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So every decision we make, like political, otherwise voting, like that's all informed by, again, the Bible and our relationship with Jesus and what he means to us. Right. Yeah. Um, now, someone had a question, I think, out of that, that was really good. That was okay. So if if we say that and it's like you know that we're our our king is Jesus and yeah. he is you know our source of everything and he's where we find our identity. Like we're for do the we, kingdom. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. that's I'm I'm a member of the kingdom of heaven. I'm not worried about being Canadian or American or mm-hmm. if I voted for Trump or Trudeau or for Gallant or for Higgs or any of that. Right. So, but then does does someone who come to that conclusion to say, okay, well, I just won't worry about things like that at all. Like I won't even ever consider like Trump or Trudeau or politics or who I vote for. Like can, can a Christian be in politics? Right. If we're members of the kingdom of heaven, like what if, what if a Christian felt called to, you know, be a public servant or whatever and serve in politics? Like, so they're kind of asking like, you know, based on that, it's probably easy to run with what I said and just kind of maybe excuse yourself entirely from the political discussion. Like, Hey, well, I just don't care about, you know, kingdoms of this world. And people do that. Yeah. Yeah, So where, where, where should we land on, you know, what does it mean to be a citizen of heaven? Who's a citizen of Canada? Right. Or a citizen of Halifax or a citizen mm. of St. John. What does that 
what is that totally. look like? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's and, and how do we, how do we walk that line? Right. Because it, it is, it is a balance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll start in there. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is I don't think being a Christian excuses us from making an impact or an input or being participants in the culture we live in. I think it actually requires us to, mm-hmm. I don't think we have the, uh, the, the luxury is not the word, but maybe like the excuse to just say, well, I'm just waiting until Jesus comes back and mm. I'm saved. And, you know, mm. my hope's not here. It's in heaven, which right. I think those things are true. But I think actually if you escapism, yeah, this whole way to escape this just, world, and this you know, horrible gonna, life so I can go be in heaven with the rapture's Jesus. coming. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't, nothing, nothing matters. I think that's the actual opposite of what Jesus prayed about, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven right. as a believer. My job is to exhaust every opportunity and resource I have to mm-hmm. see that the kingdom of heaven, the influence and culture of heaven breaks in in the here and now. Now. So, yeah. So like I today. can do that yeah. through how I vote. That's right. Yeah. Right? Not yeah. that not that one party is going to right. perfectly yeah. capture the culture of heaven. But my job as a believer is to say, okay, I've, I have the opportunity to cast a vote. Yeah. Which, right. if I cast my vote, which party or which politician is going to... You know, maybe maybe open the broadest channel for kingdom values to flow through. That's right. Yeah. Right? I think I think I think it actually requires us to to be participants in in the culture. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that. I, I really feel like, you know, as you're you're talking, I was thinking of like what uh, God says to the people in, of Israel when they're in Babylon, like they're they get you know exiled there, and what does He say? He says, "Seek the welfare of the city." Right. Like, actually. When you are when you're blessing this place and they they do well, you're going to do well. Yeah. Right. And so, the political party or the king of Babylon became the mechanism in which God was going to do work through. Right. And yeah. so, I, I yeah, I'm I'm with you 100 percent on that. I, I really feel like it, it like we have a responsibility to that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Again, though, um, we don't fit yeah. at all well. Like like we we made a. Uh, I know in the message, uh, you know, as Brent was preaching here, I was preaching in Halifax. Like we made that distinction that there are going to be some things that, yeah, we're going to agree with on the right and on the left. And there are things we're going to disagree on both sides. Yeah. We just don't fit. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think and, and you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, you if shouldn't you find, fit. If you find you fit nice, neat and cozy into one kind of political system. Right. right. Oh, if I it's not. Found it. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, I, I don't think that, I don't think it exists no. in, in human institutions. I, right. I really don't. So yeah. we, again, I said, I think we said it like. You know, we follow a someone, not a system. System, that's right. A person, not a party. That's right. And yeah. and it takes the shape of a person, not not a platform. Right. right? And so, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's so so crucial, though. I think it's it's actually biblical error to read like Revelation, like it talks in First Thessalonians about like the rapture. Which again, we could have a conversation about the rapture. I mean, there's been a lot made about that. The whole episode. Yeah. Those of you who are new to this, like the rapture, there's a lot of Christians who have a whole big exhaustive theology about how when Jesus returns, he's going to kind of catch everybody up and we're going to disappear. There's there's movies that have been made about it. We're going to leave clothes and dental fillings um, laying that, around everywhere. Yeah, which, which again, I'm not saying the rapture doesn't happen, but I am saying what a lot of people assume is going to happen is actually more kind of Christian fiction and people mm-hmm. have drawn conclusions that just aren't in the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even that thing in first Thessalonians where it talks about being caught up, like that's actually imagery of the victory of Jesus more than it is the literal thing that's going to happen. Right. Will that happen? I don't know. Maybe. Right. But that's not the point Possible. of what Paul's trying to say. But anyway, I think it's biblical error to actually pull from that and say, you know, well, this 
whole world's going to go to hell in a handbasket anyway, and so it's going it. to get a whole lot right. darker before it gets better. Right. I don't actually think that's what it says. Like, I think, again, there's going to be troubles. We, we've talked about that. But I think as believers, we're the ones that actually champion mm. like optimism and that, no, we have hope, and actually there is yeah. a power, and actually there is truth, and actually there is justice, and there is a government that that's works, right. and all those things. Mm. I think we're the ones that champion that whole yeah. that whole perspective that says, no, things don't have to get worse. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, we've come a long ways in history as well. I mean, when you when you consider, like, what the early Christians were up against, too, um, you know, with parties and powers over them and, and, and whatnot, it was a much, like, a lot of people make an argument against the Bible, say, well, the, it's not the same back then as it was today. In many ways, you can make a case it was worse. Right. And oh, so yeah. we've actually come along. They say along, we have it worse off today. Yeah. Like in our yeah not at all. It's harder. Not even close. And so I think. Not true. I think. You know, we, we, we are very much influenced, too, by media and about, you know, what what we're being fed, I guess, through, through you know, television stations and mm-hmm. newspapers and stuff. And we've got to be on the side that there's actually a lot of good happening in the world around us. God is doing some amazing things across the planet, you know, yeah. and I think, you know. Um, yeah, to yeah. be objective, like... It's super easy to get kind of caught up in in the negative news yeah. news cycle, right? Like that, you know, for our people at King's Church, like just it, it, if you don't know this, like what you watch on the news, like that that is a business. It's true, right? Like CNN is a business. What gets the hits? NBC yeah. what gets is a business. Clicks? Fox is a business. Yeah, and they are they are they are selling a product, hmm. and you are paying for it with your attention, right? And so they are trying to serve that in a way they're what they value is not ultimately getting you the news primarily they value getting your attention Mm -hmm. if they can get you the news in that that's great so you got to know like their values alone lend it towards sensationalizing things Mm -hmm. towards catering the you know the headlines in a way that's going to grab your attention it's going to be clickbait you know you won't believe what happens next Mm -hmm. you know like that's the world we get every time darn it (laughs) I gotta know what happens it's hard not to it is girl walks by cliff you won't believe what happens next you know like yeah but like you you watch CNN yeah you know even just the regular the regular ticker on the bottom Mm. that's got like the headline it's in bright red yeah. like crisis mode everything's yeah. a crisis so and it, and it could say like nine-year-old bakes cookies for grandma but it's like ah, you know <laughs> like everything is over the top yeah yeah and that's actually created uh a world i think where a lot of us assume that things are a lot worse than they actually are yeah i think i think mm-hmm. we actually think that things are more intense than they are again there are there are a lot of terrible things happening in the world yep, absolutely like, let's not sure yeah. let's not play but i think it's fair to say they always they always have been right. That it's right. not that it's yeah. not that we're at a, a more savage point in culture and in history than we ever have been. And there's more bad things happening. It's like, no, those things have been happening right all along. All like along. some things absolutely a lot worse and more heinous things used to happen in the past that we've sort of moved on from and improved on right. as a culture yeah. right. and as people, like you could almost say we're closer to the kingdom of heaven now than we have been at past points in history. Right. 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 But yeah. it's all about what you choose what you choose to pay attention to what's happening in the world. Like yeah. you can search for good and for beauty and like images of God all around us. And you can find them if that's mm-hmm. what you're looking for. Yeah. Or you can find the opposite. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, I think it's more about like, it's not saying that there's not good things or bad things happening. I think the point is like where Paul says, I forget what scripture it is. Like whatever is, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is lovely, whatever mm-hmm. is true, whatever mm-hmm. is good. Think on these things. That's right. Like we need to not be the people who allow 
you know, negativity and scarcity right. and fear mongering and all those things to really be the air we breathe. Like we got to start, you know, breathe in the air of heaven, breathe in the victory mm. of Jesus, bring mm. in optimism yeah. in every single day. Uh, a friend of mine actually sent me a link. Uh, he works for like an investment company and he sent me a link to a study that was done. Let's see if I can find it here. And uh, in the study, I like studies. They interviewed mm. they interviewed a bunch of people, uh, and the whole thing is like things are always bad, or so you might believe. And like these are talking about investors, mm. and uh, like they interviewed a bunch of people to try to get their perceptions. And so, like, so question one, one was, and I'll ask you this because it doesn't, doesn't say the answer. Like, okay, you know, how many of the world's one year old children today do you think have been vaccinated against some disease? In the world, do you think it's 20% of kids have had access to vaccine, 50% or 80%? How many kids on planet Earth? What do you think? I think my initial response would have been 20, but I feel like now because we're being asked this question, it must be higher, so I'm going to say 50. I I was thinking 50 from the start. Yeah. Absolutely. My initial response would have been 20, though. The answer is 80. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So 80% of children in the world have access to, to vaccines. Wow. You know, so now you know the, the, the point of the study. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, in all low-income countries across the world today, how many girls finish primary school? Is it 20%, 40%, or 60%? Again, everybody in the study guessed 20%, right? Well, yeah. you know, yeah. there's a lot of poverty in the world, and there, in that there is. Right. But, again, it was 60%. It yeah. was like, no, it was way higher than everybody thought because the narrative you get is, well, everybody's in poverty, and everything's mm. falling apart, and everybody's yeah. mad. Mm. That's not actually true. Right. Um, of the world population, what percentage lives in low-income countries? If you take a guess, of all the people that live in the world, how many? What percent of people live in low-income countries? Dang, that's a tough. That's a tough one. Uh, I've heard that like we're in the one percent here. Like all of us, everybody around this table, probably everybody watching this podcast. If you've got access to the internet, yeah, you got a car, North America, you got a roof over your head, you've got plumbing. Yep. you're in the top one percent of the world, right? Yeah. So you probably gosh. push Europe in that too. I'm, I'm imagine. Yeah. So low income. What percentage of the world? Take a stab. Seventy five percent live in low income. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good estimate. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to be. I it's going to be lower. I think. Than I, I, think. I, I think it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now we know. I want to go higher. Right. But I actually think it's going to. I'm going to say seventy. Yeah. I'm going to go five percent lower. So. uh the average person guessed 59% of the world's population lives in low-income countries. It's 9% of the world's population wow. lives in low-income countries. That's incredible. Wow. So, again, it's a problem. That's don't don't, don't hear me say yeah. that that's not a problem. But we should never 9%. worry about that again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that. I am saying think how much you, you are trained to yeah. focus on certain things. Like yeah. It's, it's telling true. our answers. Yeah, it is. Right? Like you, you are preconditioned to think based on everything That's you right. read and hear that things yeah. are way worse than mm. they actually are. Yeah. I think it's one of the things like, I know, I know a, lot, a lot of people don't like him, but uh, Jordan Peterson keeps saying, he's like, hey, pump the brakes. Yeah. Actually, in, in human history, you know, civilization, although it's not perfect and <laughs> has its warts and issues, is better than it's ever been. Like it's poverty true. is actually lower than it has ever been in yeah. the history of, of civilization. Right. Yeah. You know, like there are yeah. some good, good things that are happening. There are. That's important. Yeah. I think they, they go on in their study and they talk about like, uh, you know, the stock market and, you know, this, this is it since, uh, since the, since the crash in 09, you know, they asked how many people do you think, or like, do you think that the stock market is up since 09 or do you think it's kind of flat or gone down? And most people said flat or gone down. And it's actually up to 203%. Yeah. 
right? So, yeah. wow. so like that's 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 an example though of how right. You know, we it's so easy for our right. minds to get caught. It's like up we see all. everything through a, a filter of Absolutely. of negativity. Yeah, right? yeah. So I think I think and it's we super don't have important to see the as Christians way. though to be the first ones to pop up and say, okay, I'm just not gonna make my you know my assumption. Yes, that thing that this is true or that that's bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think we need to be the ones that look for the good in things. Exactly, absolutely. celebrate what's celebra- yeah. celebratory. Yeah. I think know, we'd all yeah. go on the record to say like that we're not saying that there aren't issues and we don't have to oh, worry my, about the issues. Right. Like nobody try and like peg us into that corner because that's not what we're saying. Well, but right. we are saying that there's so many good things that we can that's celebrate right. about yes. the world. Yes. Right. Stay like, tuned because we're going to talk about justice in just a minute. Exactly. Just, we'll, we'll be right back after these be. words. Yeah. From- <laughs> so don't turn us off right now and not say, yet. "Man, those guys don't care about people." Because but just just to, just to kind of maybe finish off that topic, like um, the uh, the idea that we are so readily influenced by the media around us, like media is a platform right and so you know don't you feel that like we as the church have an opportunity to redeem that platform in a sense like to share from the church from us Mm. positive stories like that's testimony Mm -hmm. right to see uh, to see that uh, be able to influence from the church in back into the culture in a sense mm. using that very platform. Uh, the reason I bring that up is interesting because in Halifax we had a guy come uh, from a from a local newspaper wanted to do an ar- article on King's Church Halifax. Well, really on King's Church, um, yeah. and uh, awesome. was really intrigued by churches just. Some churches, you know, uh, growing up and and uh, being built when so many are shutting down in our region. Right. And so uh, and one of the things he noted that I thought was really interesting and telling was our social media presence as a church. Hmm. And he said, you guys are doing things as a church that we're, we don't see from churches. And he goes, I really I really appreciate the positive vibe is what he said mm. that, that is coming from your media. And so I thought, wow, what a, what a cool opportunity, you know, cause there's more people watching than we might think yeah. even, um, to really share, you know, stories that are really, really good news, you know, yeah. mm. about Jesus and about the gospel. And so, um, I think we have an opportunity in this day. We, do. we have right? a huge opportunity. Like if you think, so if we take this conversation to the right. media, like if they're selling bad news, right? Like, and that's the that is constant. That's yeah. the constant barrage of information. A lot of it's that's it's either bait. bad news or even marketing. Yeah, a lot of marketing is here's what you need because of you know you don't have this. Right. You lack this. Yes. That sucks. Yep. If you had this, things would be better. That's right. Right. Like what an opportunity for the gospel. We're like absolutely. This is like no strings attached. Yeah. Good news where you can come and receive. You know that which you did not pay for. You know, like. It was it was interesting. He goes, "Why do you why do you guys use social media?" And I said, "Well, you use it for your message, and we want to use it for our message, and we believe our message is good news." And he was just kind of taken back by that. He's like, mm. "Oh yeah, I never thought of that." And yeah. so, I think That's we have awesome. a real opportunity in our day as a church to to really, uh, you know, speak and be, you know, forthright yeah. about the gospel in our day. I think yeah. people are hungry for that. So. You know? To be people like who that. celebrate what's cel- what's worth celebrating, yeah. but also, I don't I don't want to be the type of person that just smiles and nods and affirms things right. that need to be condemned. That's right. Right. So what yeah. what does it look like then to navigate? Because this is a question here. You know, as Christians, you know, what should we cel- What should we celebrate? You know, about leaders like President Trump mm-hmm. or President or Prime Minister 
Trudeau. You have pretty the two wide, most flawless yeah, people on the planet. Wide, uh, no one has any issues with either one of personality <laughs> and politics. You know yeah. what's what's worth celebrating? Like, how do we be people who celebrate that? Especially if like you're a person whose politics differs so much. Like, you know, both those guys in different ways for right. me. I'll be honest. Um, with both of those guys, there's a lot of things that immediately chafe me and I honestly don't look for things to celebrate first. I look yep. for things mm. to criticize. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And I think I think that's part of the dysfunction in the culture even now. It's like this whole system's built on tearing down the, the leader who's at the top and stuff. And actually the Bible tells us not to do that. That's right. Yeah. The Bible tells us actually to to pray for and, and, and submit them. and honor elected officials that's and right. people who God's put over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what yeah, what does that look like? What like let me let me flip it on you guys. Yeah. What can you celebrate about Trump? <laughs> wow, what, yeah. What, what's, what's it look like to honor Donald Trump as the president of the United States? Or, right? or Justin yeah. Trudeau. Yeah. yeah, or Justin Trudeau as the as a prime minister of Canada. I'm married to an American, so I can speak to the Trump thing a little bit, and you probably can too. Yeah. And you're, I'm from the States. I yeah. grew up in the States, right? Yeah. So. America. America. That's right. You live in, you live in Alabama. I did. I Roll lived in Alabama. Tide. And you want to talk about separation and lines, man? <laughs> Down there, it's a. You have to have a MAGA hat, don't you, to live in Alabama? You do. Like you, red, you, you have to have a MAGA hat. Yeah, that's yeah. MAGA. Yeah, yeah MAGA. It, it's uh, it's a requirement. Down there, you yeah. know. So if, if someone anyways, wants to get me a MAGA hat, we can I, get you I one. Wear one. We can get you I one. Would yeah. wear that. There's a there's a guy at our church named Jock Hiltz. He gets them for free. So really, we'll, we'll get you really? one. Really? Yeah. He's got one in his huh. uh, red pickup he just bought. 1989 nice. red pickup. Wow. Okay. Puts his MAGA that, hat in front. That tends to. <laughs> yeah. That seems yeah, to fit. We know, we so, know where Jock's politics lie. We do. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Cool. Anyway, yeah. uh, th- th- Trump. He like he goes after what he believes in. Like yeah. he's not he's not worried about he's, he's critics. Like, let's say right. Like he's, he's just no. he's going like I can respect that yeah. about about anybody who says yeah. no, whether or not I'm right. Like this is what I believe and this mm-hmm. is what I'm going after. So I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to do it. And you know if people have an issue with that, then they can have an issue with it. Yeah. But I'm going to pursue this like yeah pretty relentlessly. I think it's super important too on the Trump conversation yeah. for Christians, especially Christians in the North. Um, to not get caught up in, again, the media spin of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's way too easy to just, you know, get pulled into that. Trump's dumb. You know, like the dude is not dumb. He's not dumb. No, he's Are not. you freaking kidding me? He's orchestrated no. this. Like, he's orchestrated no. his way he's into some, the Oval Office. Some things, but the guy's not. He's not an idiot. He's right. been he's planning this for a long yeah, time. So yeah. So I yeah. just don't not, don't get caught up in yeah. something that actually makes you sound more ignorant. Than, than not right, and yeah. I think there are a lot of things like if you know, you know, I, I've got some Christian friends that are. I, I actually know one pastor who's really close who knows Trump and is, and is like mm-hmm. he's in the inn, and he'd be the first to say, you know, this guy is not somebody who we're holding out there as a model of what it means to be a Christian mm-hmm. by any means. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude's got issues. Period. Yeah. Like right. he's not the nicest human being that's ever lived, mm-hmm. and. However, I think there's a bunch of people in the States, especially like Christians in the States. And this is why I think a lot of the Christian right are so supportive of him is that, you know, back to that kingdom hat thing, you know, he is opening a wide gate for Christian values to have a place in the government. Right. And I think that's why so many Christians are. And wider than it has been in 
in quite yeah. a while. Like like the whole like even on the Supreme Court and stuff, you've got you've got more people who are pro pro life than ever before, and mm-hmm. that matters to Christians. Mm-hmm. To, and if it doesn't, I would think it should. Um, you have you have so again, it's that people are behind him not because he's a great example of what right. it means to be human or as a nice person or a right. good husband or any of those things. In fact, right. they'd be the first I think to say, yeah, not so much. Yeah. But when it comes to what's what is he allowing happen in the country as far as governance goes, there's a lot of things about it that are really, really great. Like mm. there's a lot of things and I, I love it. Yeah, I, love I think I think I think the latest uh job, you know, numbers is that there's more jobs now than there yeah. has been in the last four or five years even since Trump's taken office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I see I love I love and, some of the Christian values that are getting in and Trump I'm gonna celebrate some things. I love yeah. that. Yep. Yep. I also love that he has absolutely thrown the the media mm-hmm. and the kind of the political spirit mm-hmm. into a complete frenzy and tailspin. Like right. I love that he like, I said that the first day when Trump went way like you, I was living in the U.S. when he first announced that he was going to run. Okay, right. And I remember saying on that day, "What a horrible disaster that would be." But I looked at like my wife and some friends we were with, and I was like, "I," and again, like not saying that I couldn't vote anyway because I was Canadian. But I was like, I remember looking around and just saying, "You know what?" Like it was still a joke back then. But I was like, "I hope he gets it," just because yes. yeah. it would blow up the entire Absolutely. system. It would never be it the would. same. I remember watching CNN, and then to all of our shock and awe, it actually happened. Right? Yeah, I remember right. watching the news that yeah. night, and again, they, the media outlets were still doing their thing. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. no way, yeah. no possible way, it can't happen. And then That's just right. watching like the yeah. whole system just begin to erode, yeah. and then implode. Well, you you saw like people on live air who couldn't talk; they were speechless. Yeah, and, and they were, they, their bias was completely out there. Yeah. Like I remember watching CNN. Right, that's yeah. when it became evident. That's when it became like, evident. Oh, we still have hope. What do you mean we still have hope? Aren't you the news? Yeah. Aren't right. you like yeah. nonpartisan? It's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so like I loved that about it. That it, again, it exposed back to too. that conversation we just had about how conditioned we are by the media. Yep. Mm-hmm. It exposed that, okay, America mm-hmm. is not in alignment on on what governance looks like. And this isn't a this isn't uh you know Hillary Clinton's not walking away with this right, right. and you it was know? the like, first it was the biggest step I think outside of that like media culture and that sort of frame and box that w- that we've placed ourselves in yeah and that almost like the media has corralled us into yeah. it was the first biggest like step and break break away from that that I've seen like in culture in a long time right again yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that that like I'm not supporting him as a person but I'm just saying like that, that yeah. people showed that they could think outside of what the media was right. saying. It was a wake up call and it was And yeah. that's a good thing sometimes yeah. I think. So I celebrate I that. Yeah, I think absolutely. the thing I think the thing I struggle with Trump on is you know the I I don't like that the way maybe he has been lumped in with the Christian community um from a again it's very hard to separate someone's you know personal uh, morality and personality mm-hmm. from their right. politics, and yeah. maybe yep. you can't even do that. And so that has complicated. I get why people are so in opposition. Like, how can you support someone who says that kind of thing about a woman, yeah. or who mm. you know has these affairs and no one cares? And I think you know that I struggle with. I also struggle with just like he is not helping by any means. Just yep. the uh, the culture wars, mm-hmm. yeah, like in right. the like. I think he has oh, an opportunity to pump too. the brakes on just the back and forth and the targeting and stuff. Like, dude, you're in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some of that just 
really just small kind of. Yeah. He I'm used the culture wars to get. He did. Yeah, and now, but now he needs to let that go. That's right. right? right. Like, and I yeah. feel like he's just you're making it worse. You, you're stirring the pot still. You don't mm. need to like yeah. just lead and govern and get off Twitter. Like get right. off yeah. Twitter. Get yeah. off. I, I really and that would take like some self control and some wisdom yeah, that, would. I'm, that yeah. I'm not sure he has at yeah. this point. In his so life. I, I feel like if I can capture it this way, I know we need to move on, but this stuff's super interesting to me. Yeah. I think Trump getting into presidency is a symptom of where, you know, America was at in that yep. point in time. But now I feel like he he's not just a symptom, but some of the things that he's doing is actually creating more dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. the in in how he's handling himself. Yeah. Again, I think he's done great things from a political governing standpoint. Yeah. But in that kind of just a social media. Yeah. That political warfare the left and the right and yeah. the extreme leftists and the right wing yeah. fanatics and like and he's just throwing fuel on that fire and I wish mm. I wish he wouldn't yeah. yeah I mean even within their own you know even in the Republican Party even like the one he represents there's just so many factions and, yeah I mean we hear stories all the time whether they're true or not about the different lines even inside the White House itself right and so you know uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in future elections just it, because of this one yeah. like Absolutely monumental shift that seemed to have happened. It was there, big. Right? Yeah. Was here's big. here's something I say too to a lot of Christians and a lot of people that like talk like, is it possible for Trump being as as much of a mess as he is on a personal level? Right. Like the, the words like burning pile of garbage have been used to describe him by people I know. Like just because of his actions. Is it possible for like a little thing underneath that? These do not reflect the opinions of King's church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I would not call that. I would not yeah, say that. Right. About him, I'm no, just saying yeah. these, these are things that yeah, people, people say about Trump. Words, right. And so yeah. when people that have that, that have that stance, talk to me about him and say like, how could anything good come of that? I also, again, like if we're looking at the Bible and building their lives on the Bible, I look at a lot of the things that happened in the Bible and a lot of them happened through jacked up individuals yeah right yeah, for sure so is it possible for me to look at and say someone who is messed up and has a lot of issues and does a lot of things wrong could be used to accomplish something that could further the kingdom of god and yeah. god could actually orchestrate yeah. that to bring good into the world yeah 110 yeah. percent. because right. i've seen it happen time and time like i'm talking about like living my life on the bible and that happens yeah. so many times that's right i pumped the brakes right? on the god is going to restore the world through america i think yeah. that i I'm, oh, totally. I'm definitely not there but i am there on the, i do believe god is using god is work at work in this right yeah Again. well it goes back to show like like some like christians like i don't think it's easy for christians to look at, at the individual and say like yeah we could like that's that's what christians should be like but we could celebrate the fact that some opportunities and doors have been open for us that haven't been in a long time. Right. Like totally. That, that's ha- like that. That's a godsend. That's yeah, a gift from absolutely. God. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I'm saying where I like agree. he's going to work and God's will is going to be done and he's going to make it happen. Doesn't matter who's in the office at yeah, the right. end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like there's always, there's always hope for us. Yeah. That's right. And we don't need to look at anybody who's in the office, whether it would have been Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump yeah. and say, Oh, we're, we're toast now. Like yeah. it can't, it can't happen. Like, like I think it's super interesting. Yeah. If you look at, Donald Trump and you look at Justin Trudeau and you're like you have not only two so similar po- two political bosom buddies <laughs> two like political <laughs> minds like that are very different like you have one that's quite conservative and one that's quite liberal yeah. yeah but you also have like a picture of you know Trump has zero bedside manner 
right? But the maybe the results he's getting, you know, if you can sift through some of the stuff, are aren't so bad. Aren't so bad, no. Um, and then you have maybe Trudeau, who's a lot smoother. Um, but maybe he's not getting the same results. That's I mean, right. I'm interested to see the next election in Canada. Just to see what where we're at on that. Both but, countries are a very interesting, very interesting place. Yeah, super interesting. Politically. You know, I you know to celebrate Trudeau, let's celebrate Justin Trudeau. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's got great hair. He does. <laughs> he's got great hair. He's definitely the better looking of the two blind uh, leaders by right far, now. By far. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't see too many yeah. shirtless yeah. photos of Trump floating around on on the yeah. internet. I, I, don't, I don't think we'd want that. I don't agree with a, a lot of his a lot of his politics. I don't agree with. Um, yep. But you know, I can champion diversity. I can champion immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, back to the immigration thing, I think there's conversations to have around that yeah. as well. Like, what's yep. safe immigration look like? And yeah, he's a really complex favorite favorite thing I read all year. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson, Twelve Rules for Life. Uh, it's, I think it's worth checking yep. out. Yeah, um, that's a great book. Don't, yeah. don't believe the hype about what you read about this guy, like read his book and then make an opinion. Yeah. Everybody um, watching this needs to come to the conclusion that you need to form your own opinions about right. everything in life, really. Like yeah, you don't take yeah. like, don't even take yeah, our opinions. That's right. Like you, you yeah. go research, like we're talking about something, you yeah. research it and decide what you think for yeah. yourself and look beyond just what CNN says. That's this right. might be a good mic drop thing or Fox move News. on to another conversation. But I love that Jordan Peterson said like, in his book, he talks about like one of his chapters and one of the rules is like clean up your room. He talks about this, like we have, we live in this world where you've got, everyone has an opinion and they're actually making like broad opinions on highly complex, multifaceted, multi-layered socioeconomic Mm. systems. And like, he's like a lot, like he's like, he's talking about his students at at his university. He's Mm -hmm. like, I have these students that can't even clean their rooms (laughs) and they're talking about how to fix Congress and how to fix (laughs) You know, a whole country. And he's like, let's start with you take a shower. (laughs) And let's start with you cleaning up your world. Yes. Before you start fixing these very complicated systems, right? Like, that's one thing I think as Christians as well is I think we should pray for our leaders. They have impossible jobs. Like, whether it's Trudeau or Trump, they have thankless, impossible jobs. It's true. And like, put me in that office tomorrow. Right. And there would be plenty of people that would love me and plenty of people that would hate me. Absolutely. hundred percent. We have such a small, you know, we've got a few thousand people that call King's church home. And even as that's grown, I've seen the complexity of meeting the needs of, you know, congregation person 17 and congregation person 1833. Mm -hmm. Like they all have different needs and to standardize, you know, governance that meets them where they're at. It is complicated. It is not as simple as one size fits all. And I think as Christians, we need to be ones who extend grace and understanding and prayer and support. Yeah, speak truth. We don't have to say we like how they're doing things. Mm, yep. We don't have to say they're great people even. Right. But we should not be the people that just rip, rip them apart all the time That's and right. tear down. Like, you should pray for them, man. So, yeah. clean your room. That's a you good word. You, you worry about your That's kingdom too, right? That's right. So. Right. That's cool. a good word. That's I like that word. a lot. Yeah. And Absolutely. our little corners of the kingdom, our little pieces of the world that we're called to be in, like, like we're called to clean those up as we go, right? Yeah, like I think absolutely. Like the, the areas around us as followers of Jesus like should be improved because we're there. That's right. Yeah. If yeah. we're living the way that like Jesus, like that's why he's calling us to live that way. Yeah. That's right. And it's I like think, it brings hope into the world in yeah. places where they're not going to find it anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And I think too, like 
you you tend the garden of your life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think as you steward your life, God begins to open more do- opportunities of influence mm-hmm. for you to speak into other things. I think there's you know like there's something to be said about uh, the person who you know you're you're an internet troll and you're just ripping all the time. You know, if you're a Christian internet troll, you need to actually ask yourself the question like, okay, if God's not actually giving me an opportunity to speak into these things, then I should probably just stop. Shut up. Yeah. Right. You know, just like, and, and start yeah. like working on myself and my little, my little kingdom. That's right. You know, yeah. and then we'll see if God opens doors, yeah. you know, for, for me to have more influence. That's Absolutely. an interesting conversation right there is like the people that get those platforms to speak, are they the ones who were actively seeking it and wanting it? Right. Like if you, if you feel like you have to work for your platform to get it. Yeah, You're probably not supposed to. Have I think it. I think there are there are career politicians, yeah. I, you know, and I think I think it would be hard to be a Christian career politician. I think there are some and some who have done it well, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but it would be very difficult, very yeah. tricky. Um, I think as a believer, though, like I like again, I have a, I, I'm in connection with a friend who uh, he's he's in the the White House in as a event as a pastor. He's a mm-hmm. pastor. Right. He's a famous pastor, mm-hmm. and. You know, like he would be the first to say, "Look, I didn't go looking for this. Hmm. Um, God opened a door, That's right? And I felt responsible to walk through it. Yes, that was like uh, I don't know if you saw. But he not, wasn't begging for an invitation, not at all. You know, exactly. but I think as believers, we yeah. are obligated to. If the Lord opens a door for us to speak into, right. we speak. It. We speak it in. Yeah. I, I saw not too long ago. I know we need to move on, but I could geek out on this stuff. Yeah. I saw not too long ago. Uh, there's a pastor in South Carolina, John Gray. Oh, I saw mm-hmm. that. Remember him? He yeah. had a he had a reality show. Yes, fantastic yep. pre- uh, preacher. Very. Good. I follow him on um, Instagram. Yeah. No, he's yeah. a great he's preacher. A, he had a reality show. Anyway, Killer he preacher. just took over as a pastor in South Carolina. Yep. He got invited to go to the White House yep. and sit with Donald Trump and speak into stuff on prison reform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the black community like ripped him a new yeah, one. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. They did. how dare you? go and sit with that man. How yeah. dare you go and do that? And he like, he yeah. took it. He did. Um, and this is, I mean, this is a, this is a black pastor. Like this yeah, is right. not like, you know, his, you know, his own kind of family, like a lot yeah. of his people were really turned on him. That was pretty crazy to watch. And he it just was. spoke back and said, look, yeah. I believe that if God opens a door for me to speak truth, like why on earth would I stand why out here and not? protest? Why would I yeah. not go and, and take every opportunity, even if I disagree with him? Right. And so I think that as believers, that's the, if you could be an agent of change or an agent for good, or you could shine some light. Like if you have, you have the president's ear for a second and you're going to come in there with a Christ-like biblical worldview, like why plant seed, we'd be foolish. And and like, I I remember, I remember that story. Actually, John Gray went on Insta story and actually went online and actually kind of gave a rebuttal to everything that was going on. But it's crazy. It's costly, it you know, is, to, yeah. to, to, right. to have that seat next to the president. He, yeah. they show a video of him and he's actually sitting, he's the one right next to president Trump, hmm. puts his hand on him and prays for him. Right. And I got thinking about myself, like if I was asked to do that, would I go? Yeah. I said, absolutely. I would way easier have the opportunity, to right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, but man, it's, you know, we, we get in this, the culture wars and we, one of the things we talked about is it is costly, Yeah. you know? And I think we have to embrace that too as, yeah. As Christians, I, and there's that passage. Yeah. In, I read it in the sermon. I think I quoted it in the last pod too. Was First Peter two, where it says, yes. "You know, live such live such lives among the pagans yep. that though they accuse you of wrongdoing, so on the one hand it'll cost you, it's going to cost you. Also, they'll give glory. They'll see your good deeds and they'll give glory to their Father in heaven when mm-hmm. he returns. So it's like you know what? Sometimes God will open a door and He yeah. wants you to to shine the light and That's be right. a hero and speak. Other times, like. 
just wants just, you to live it you're out. You're just going to live it out, and it's going to cost you something. Yeah. And it's just not going to fit all that to say. Again, too, right. like we know the negative side of that interaction with John Gray, but there probably was positive, too, that came from it. Yeah, you know, uh, as well, I'm sure. Right? So, yeah. Anyways. And we may never know this, like in this life, That's like true. what good actually yeah. came of that conversation and what was yeah. accomplished there in that moment. So, so we talked about we talked about the culture <laughs> wars, and this rolls into the you know the conversation set that you you kind of led our church through, and that is the the conversation around justice because we you know one of the main uh, you know threads of the culture wars right now, and I felt like it really mm. needed its own week anyways. Just just social justice, justice. You know, you have SJWs, right? Social, <laughs> Social Justice Warriors, warriors. Yep. and everyone's got their own, their own their thing own that they're, yeah, they're, they're yeah. rallying for. You got yep. the yeah. vegans and the femin, femin Nazis, I think yep. they're called now. Like the, they're probably like, there are some wild, it's crazy uh, out there, wild initiatives out there. You know, right. like and and people are passionate about it. Like they that, are. they are people super, like a cause. They do, right? they do like a cause. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think I think so. Justice is something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and people are, yeah, people are hardcore about their thing. Yes. Um, you know, I had a, I had a 40 minute conversation with a lady at our church about, uh, about veganism or, you know, being a vegetarian and that I should be, because I'm a Christian, I should be mm-hmm. a vegetarian. We could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there but, you go. Uh, cause pastor Don decided to cook a steak on the stage and, and so oh, I saw oh, yeah. that, yeah. yeah, that didn't play well. I can see how that wouldn't go well for, for, for this, someone for who this is, lady. So, yeah. Ended up having a bit of a discussion about that. Yeah, I definitely right. don't agree that uh, to be a Christian you need to be a, a vegetarian. Right. I, I think it's. Prob- I have plenty of friends who are. Oh yeah. And that's I think like, you can be a vegetarian. I don't think you can say the Bible says that you right. should be a vegetarian. Yes, that's right. And, I mean, what do you do with is it Acts eleven where Peter has the dream and he does the they drop come the down. sheet and this is actually in red letters like Jesus <laughs> literal himself pigs said, in a blanket told in the Bible Jesus himself literally <laughs> I love pigs in a blanket Acts 11 <laughs> pigs in a blanket Jesus yeah. literally said rise kill and eat yeah, and yeah. Like, that's problematic yeah. it's problematic too it like, was yeah. how like one of the major miracles Jesus took a few fish and like ripped them apart and fed 15,000 people meet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all that to say, people are really into their cause. They are. Yeah. I, they are. You and know, I think, so. like, what we talked about, you know, was that, you know, every, every, like, justice is a big issue for everybody, right? And But we're still divided in terms of justice, I right. find. It's yeah. interesting, like... You know, well, I think like you were saying right there, right? Someone right, takes yeah. their cause and then takes it beyond a personal choice. And that's all you can see. Yeah. That's right. Like, you're just... Yeah. Everything's through that filter. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a side, right, of justice. Mm-hmm. But... I think the the big thing is is and I think we're finding this with all these topics and and that's that we just can't agree on what justice actually is, right? And so right. um you know w- we all kind of have our own sense of justice. We all you know I think it plays into the culture of the day like we're talking about trending and you know uh we live in a world that's very uh, self-interested. And so I have a very self-understanding of what justice is. Right. And so mm-hmm. uh and then you know, multiply that by 7 billion people on planet earth. And so we have a lot of very passionate people who link arms with other passionate people. And you have these subgroups and these right. justice groups everywhere. Right. And so, um, people are building their justice, their, their, their sense of justice based on their own understanding and experience yes. and, and feelings. And yeah. Yeah. Which is why today we, as Christians, especially, uh, as the church, we need a, a, a very a clear framework as to what, justice means from a kingdom perspective and yeah. the truth is as christians we 
we ought to be uh, involved in justice. Like that, that's a very important thing. I mean, uh, one of the things we talked about was in Micah chapter six, verse eight, the minor prophet. Sometimes the minor prophets mm, say the biggest thing. Good stuff. Right? Yeah. And he said, uh, he said we ought to do justice and to love mercy. Right. And one of the things we discussed was that justice is an action. Like we ought to be. Uh, you know, um, the word that is used there means to judge the wrongdoing, but also to give people their rights. And so it's a, it's a big loaded word, but mm. the attitude is mercy, right? So, so let's back up. So yeah. framing in justice, like as a believer, <laughs> and again, you, you preached on this and I've done more research, but it just in my, my gut reaction on, on the content and conversation, like you have to to develop an understanding of, of justice, like as a believer, it ultimately has to center back around like the cross. Absolutely. On God's standard of what is right Absolutely. and wrong. Absolutely, yes. And first and foremost, our understanding of justice is built on this sense of, well, my understanding of justice is flawed in the first place. That's and correct. It's, it's built around me. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And my understanding and my selfishness and my brokenness, and I'm trying to prop up my brokenness. Yeah. And so like the cross... The gospel itself, I think, has to first and foremost absolutely basically implicate all of us. That's right. That yeah. All of us actually uh, deserve wrath. That's right. Right. And we yeah, actually, you said that in your message, like the culture wars message. You said that like the cross implicates every one of absolutely. us. Absolutely. That was yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And like so, so the cross actually implicates all of us, which knocks us off of our high horse too. It right. Does. Like we, right. Appro- I think we just approach justice out the gate as believers. We're supposed to approach it differently. Than, than we would if we weren't, you know, building our whole understanding on the fact that, you know, we believe we're the people who receive what we did not deserve. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. deserve wrath and we were given grace and mercy. That's right. Uh, you know, like, and we saw the highest standard of righteousness in Jesus, right? That's like right. he is the standard of what's right. That's right. And mm-hmm. what's wrong. And he showed us that, you know, like, and he, he, cho- he chose to wash feet and he yes. chose to serve and he chose to be with the lowly. Like, so the whole thing has to be built. Like, I, I don't think you can do justice right. No. Outside of the gospel. No, not at all. In fact, uh, you know, it's interesting reading a little bit, uh, Tim Keller, uh, if anyone wants to look into Amazing. some of his, his material, he wrote a book called generous justice, which is incredible. Um, you know, one of the things he talks about in that book is that you don't, we don't, we'll never understand a biblical sense of justice until we understand what it means to be justified at the cross. Right. That's, like that's, justice yes. is actually the response of justification so right. on the cross. Just for, yeah. for our listeners, right. what's justification? That's kind of what I was getting at. But. Yeah. I mean, justification is we, we receive what, uh, what, you know, like Jesus took on what we deserved, but right. justification is that uh, we receive what Jesus, you know, who what, he is. Who he is yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. Um, who Jesus is, we walk in that. We receive that. There's you know? a bunch of fancy words in the in the like, some good theological terms uh, there. Propitiation. For, the word yes. is propitiation, and what that means is, like the cross. We actually literally believe, like when you put your faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. is He's swapped your yes. unrighteousness, yes, and your unworthiness. That's right. For His, his righteousness, righteousness. That's and right. so that's what it means to justify. Like, 
Yes. You know, the, the Southern preachers. What an amazing gift. The Southern preachers, just as if I'd never sinned, right? Like, it's just <laughs> as if I'd never sinned. Just, right? yeah, I have a perfect yes. track record. That's right. So I'm coming into the justice conversation. Yes. I love that. Tim Keller is so much smarter than me. But he like, is incredibly smart. You know, yeah. So how, what's that quote again? So justice he comes says, from an understanding. He said justice is the by- byproduct of justification. Right. Right. And so we will never actually understand a framework uh, for justice biblically until we until we walk through the cross right basically is and what like he's saying truly to to walk in it to be a person who brings justice yeah it, it's it's from the overflow of That's having been justified right. yourself absolutely mm-hmm. right because i think i think here's here's my big criticism on watching a lot of the social justice wars play out is actually how do i say this i've seen this in church um sometimes people people will give to charity for instance mm-hmm. they'll give to the poor and I would say, and again, it's, it's a, this is a hard issue, and I, and I can't give you an example of someone that's done this, but look, just go with me for a second. It's possible to give to the poor, but actually be giving to yourself. Absolutely. Oh, totally. You're, 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 yeah. you're actually giving money, but what you're really doing is depositing something in yourself to make you feel better. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually not Christian yeah, justice, because right. Christian justice gives out of the overflow of what I already have. It's, that's right. It's, I've been given so much, yeah. and I, I have so much love in me. I have so much care in me. I have so much capacity or resource all those things it's out of the overflow that's right and i think the flawed version of that you see in the world if you pop the hood and you see what's really going on that's why people i think get so um aggressive and militant is it's it's actually not as much connected to how much you think you care about this particular cause or those particular Mm -hmm. people it's Mm -hmm. more answering a question inside of you and this is the way that you're trying to answer it yes does that make sense it makes a lot of such a huge thing yeah. I think to for us as believers to look through and look yeah. differently at, you know, looking out for the poor, mm. uh, you know, racial injustice, uh, gender injustice, right. um, the the unborn, all those things. We look at those from a from a Christian perspective. That's not, you know, us being the solution is not in some weird roundabout way answering a question inside of us that needs to be answered. That's right. Right. That's yeah. already answered, and because of that. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point that uh, there's that temptation, I think, to to be charitable, to feel good. Right. Yeah. Right? And, and what's our motivation in that? Well, and, and it's actually interesting. Uh, Keller gets into that a little bit. He says that oftentimes what happens is we do justice uh, through a lens of duty mm. rather than through a lens of beauty. Yeah. Right. That guy. Come on. And so what he's so good. Tim Keller. Um, that was, it's not, it's that was actually trip, me. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, no, I'm just <laughs> Did kidding. He rip you off? Take yeah, he ripped me off on that one. But anyways, but please don't sue and, us. Tim and the Keller. beauty, the beauty for Christians is the cross. Right? Yeah. That's the beauty yeah. that we see it through a lens. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. even on that, on that, like, cause I was just about to say, and, and obviously again, Tim Keller said it way more eloquently than I ever could, Same. but please yeah. be on our podcast. Yeah, check yes, out Tim, Tim Keller, Keller. Y'all like, like he's listening to people. So. Like he's listening. That guy, you want, if you want something that's going to like yeah. just melt your mind yes. and massage your heart, he's yes. the guy. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, again, so not only I think, can we wrongfully seek justice to make ourselves feel better? Mm-hmm. I think we can also wrongfully do it to make ourselves feel like we matter. That's right. Like we can, we can get, like, it's that search for meaning. Yes. It's that search to, like, I think you said it earlier, Andy, like people need a fight. I yeah, believe right. we do. I, I actually believe as, as someone created in the image of God, you go back to Genesis, Genesis chapter two, Genesis chapter one, where God 
makes man in, in his image. And he says, you know, be fruitful, and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. We were actually made to, to wrestle things Absolutely. down mm-hmm. yeah. and, and cultivate and control. Like that's part of the God image in us. And that's I think our... you see that play itself out with, you know, the, the women's marches yeah. and all these things. Like there's a reason that's collecting, um, you know, momentum. It's because inside of every human being, you have a longing to fight for something yeah. mm-hmm. that's in you. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think again, the, f- the faulty version of that though is, you know, I'm doing this yeah. uh, because I, I, I really need to just be part of something bigger than me. That's right. I got to find a cause, yeah. right. you know? And so as a believer though, we, we aren't doing it to find a cause. We're actually doing it from a cause. That's exactly right. right. Exactly. Right. And it's like the, the other side of that you're talking about is a distortion, right? Like our right. response to, and our, our desire and hunger for justice is a reflection of the image of God that's been placed in each one of us. Yes. But it's a distortion of it when it comes out the other way, right? That we've taken it and like we sort of twisted those desires, those inclinations that God has placed in us. And now we're sort of doing it at the end of the day to somehow massage our own ego or to assuage our guilt or whatever that right. is, right? And I don't think people like... Not consciously. You know, yeah, no. that's the thing. I don't think the yeah. average person is like, no. well, I really need to... You know, I, I think that's something totally. buried way deep into, yeah. so, into someone's soul. Absolutely. And I think people that's have a good thing to look at. In their minds and hearts, the most pure motives. I think what the cross tells us, though, is you can't trust your motives. That's right. Mm. You can't yeah. trust your ideology. You can't trust the way you see it and your yeah. perspective. That's right. And so you reset and recenter yourself on the cross and you and you engage justice from there. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah. So, that's so well, even, even just reading that verse that you were saying, Micah 6, 8, like yeah. it says there's a, a huge component of that. It says, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and that's then correct. to walk humbly. To walk humbly. With your God, yes, right? Absolutely. So it's, 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 I love that thinking of justice as like what is justice is justice the undoing of of wrongs you know, in, in yeah. people's lives but it but it comes from a place of man because that's been done for me i can't help but do that for somebody else not that, because i've i'm guilted into it or not because i want to accomplish something like for myself or right. like I, I can't help but do it because of what my justification and what god has done for me in my life has been such a a powerful motivator that i can't help but extend that to somebody else. That's right. That's so, so we got we kind of have the gospel as the foundation, yes. the framework, all of that. But mm-hmm. like as Christians, you know, Seth, to kind of recap, even what, what you're you're brought, you know, yeah. how are we to understand justice? Like, like if we were to break it apart. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think from a uh, from a Christian perspective, like you know, some of the practical things that we can get into a little bit, and what we talked about is that uh, you know um, how we view you know, uh, you know, the world around us and from this lens of justice, from this lens of grace, really, um, really three things I think that we can, you know, just remind ourselves of number one, uh, that we're to treat people equally, right? That's an important component of equality. uh, Equality, right. Is huge. And that's a huge, huge, huge conversation right now of what equality looks like. Absolutely. So let me, let me kick this on you. Yeah. You know, it's a good idea. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but how does it actually, even back to what we were just saying about like how without, without the gospel as the framework and foundation, it gets distorted. Everything gets tweaked and and cracked and distorted. And so how does, how does equality, how does the gospel inform us from under for understanding equality yeah let's go there mm-hmm. like because we haven't really talked you know with the culture wars we yeah. kind of skirted around the conversation with yeah. with the justice same thing this this comes up so how does how does the gospel inform our understanding of what equality looks like 
Yeah, I mean that's a that's a really that's a really good question. Um, you know, in, in my perspective, like we we I think the the, the gospel disarms lines that are drawn. Like I think there's an equal footing. Um, like like hierarchy. Yeah. Hierarchy. Um, I think, uh, you know, racial social lines are, are erased, uh, by the gospel. I mean, we live in such a tribal society, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, you know, when, when God is speaking to his people, even in the old Testament, this is not, this isn't just new Testament content. Like we, we can't forget that God was weaving, you know, this understanding, this framework, actually the gospel framework of justice in the Old Testament. It's amazing. Um, But one of the things he told his people was you're to treat the foreigner the exact same way you treat the national person. Which in Old Testament days when God would have relayed that message would have been so unbelievably revolutionary. Right. Like the idea that you treat somebody from the outside the same way you treat them as your family. Talk about immigrants and immigration, right? We we feel like that's a hot button topic right now. Back then, it was a whole other world. Well, and they lived in a world like, well, do we kill this person for showing up? Right? Like, and then here comes God and the Israelites saying, no, No we're going to actually treat the foreigner. Yeah. Like, like we're going to value hospitality and we're going to pay the price for it. And and God goes, you know, right to the core with this. It's not. You know, treat treat uh, your fellow American equal. Um, the the term that God uses, you can see this in Genesis nine, the earliest accounts where God is actually telling this to His people that uh, you are to treat people who are of human flesh, right? Right. So it's not it's not a nation. It's it's, it's not a gender. No, it's not it's a gender. Not a skin color. Nope. It's just human flesh. Yeah. Right. And all humans. All humans. Yeah. Right. And um, justice is such a deep, deep topic in yeah. the Bible and really in the heart of God. Like this yeah. is, this is, we, we talk about the nature of God a lot here at King's church. Well, justice is found right in the very heart of, of God himself. Yeah. Like to not do justice is really rebellion against God. Like that, that's how, that's so how huge it is. That's how mm. huge this topic is. Yeah. And yeah, it's not like a, a nice add on. No, it's not a nice add on. No, no. It's like a biblical mandate. Right. I mean, in fact, he's, you know, Isaiah is coming against his, uh, the people of God. And he's yeah. saying, he's saying to the people, uh, you know, a message from the Lord saying to them, Hey, I'm going to tell you your rebellion. Yeah. And he says, you guys are seeking me. That's a good thing. Yeah. We want we want a church full of people seeking God. That's great. You yeah. know, uh, you guys are you're going after God to get his his voice on things. Fantastic. Good job. You know, yeah. that's great. But they're oppressing people, and he says, like, that's that's a major no no. You think you're in right relationship right now, but the fact that you are oppressing people and using your slaves in a bad way. Uh, yeah. You're actually defying me at yeah. this moment, right? So yeah. God actually commanded Israel not to have slaves. That's right. Yeah, right? like yeah. He liberated them, and then you actually see once they start that's circling right. the drain in, like uh, you know, you see judges. You actually see them now having human property. Yes, and like this kind of cycle repeating. But, yeah, you know, to actually be it was a never God-fearing. indicated that things are going well. No, when those things were happening in the Bible. I like you can't take the gospel seriously or the Bible seriously and come out with any other conclusion that God made human beings equally. That's right. Like, like, you know, you're, you're we're all born naked, you know, yep. and, and you'll, you can't take anything with you when you die. Yes. And so I don't, you, I don't think I know, like I'll stake my life on it. Like yeah. you, you can't be Christian and racist. That's right. No, absolutely. You absolutely can't. Like, no. and I don't, I don't get how, like even white supremacists can can kind of pull Christian 
Yeah. You know, somehow like they're, they've connected that to their faith. That's, that is not, that is not like from, from Genesis one to revelation 21. It's like God has created all people, all people equal. Yeah. Right. So, so that has implications on, on race, tribe, skin color, all that stuff. That's right. We, we view every human being as infinitely valuable. That's right. Created in the image of God. Yeah. That also has implications on the unborn. That's absolutely as well. Right. So abortion is a huge topic. You know, we believe that every human being is, is infinitely valuable. That's right. And so I think this conversation around abortion, and I know you, you hit some of that, like, you know, that's a huge, huge topic in our mm-hmm. culture. And I think I, I don't see how, as a believer, as a God-fearing person, as a person who thinks the Bible is authoritative. That's right. I don't think you can you can look at that and, and justify uh, abortion. Like, I don't. No, in fact, mm-hmm. in fact, with that topic, um, you know, as we, as we, dive into this topic of justice and this is a massive topic i mean we could probably preach a whole series on justice all of the different ways. topics in this yeah. whole series could probably be um, an entire series yeah, on but own. the bible actually time, yeah. talks about the fact if we talk about uh the fatherless would, would be the, even those who are in the category of the unborn yeah that we're actually as christians supposed to show even special concern for that. So yeah. it goes beyond just equal treatment. Yeah, We're actually yeah. to go above and beyond. Right. You know, and really the four categories that the Bible gives us are the, the widows, which is a fascinating thing. And we'll, we'll, you know, another time, another place, we'll talk yeah. about that. But the fatherless, the oppressed and the poor. Yeah. Mm. And so, uh, so, and this isn't us being charitable. This is us being advocates. Right. For know for life yeah. and for children and i think i think the church has done a really good job at that um you know even today we have some of our own friends adopting children right mm-hmm. and and i'm a product of that like i was adopted as a as a as a as a child That's as well awesome. and of course you guys heard uh, my brother's story as i i shared that you know yeah. and uh and so uh we you know this isn't just a, a tag on thing that we're called to do but we, we we have to show special concern uh, to to the unborn, even so. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the arguments around abortion, you know, in the mainstream is, you know, what constitutes murder? What constitutes, you know, when is it a life? Right. I think is the argument that that is often. When does life begin? When does life begin? Yeah. And as a believer, like, you know, I don't know how you could not think that it begins at conception because you know we actually don't believe as christians that we are the author of life yes okay a man and a woman a sperm and an egg came together and you were a part of that however like i mean you you stay in a christian community long enough you realize it's more than just two people having sex that makes a baby like there's some other thing at play there that god's god you know, that either happens or it doesn't, That's right. you know, and like, you're not, you're not in control of that. Like yeah. you really have very little to do with it, you yeah. know? And I think it's such a, it's such a miracle conception mm. is such a, we believe that as a miracle mm. That's right. and as something God did. And the idea that we can snuff that out is, is, uh, I think, I think it grieves the heart of God. It does. Sure. Right. So it comes, down, it comes down to us trying to like that. That's how I look at it. If I'm asking myself that question and totally honestly, like, at what point does life actually begin? As a human being, I can almost understand, mm. right, how someone would say, well, it's just cells and it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's too, it's too infantile to even really matter or yeah. make a difference, right? So I can sort of, I can sympathize with that, that, that outlook. Now, that being said, like, 
again, if I'm looking at this from a, a biblical standpoint, it's like God set this up. It is a miracle. Life is a miracle. Yeah. Like this is how God ordained it to work. Yeah. Anything outside of that is me trying to control something that is not mine to control. Correct. That's correct. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm putting a stop to or an end to what God has already ordained or created and put into motion. That's yeah. right. Right? And so... And that's where I can stand out and say, well, that's, that's not like, that is life. Like that's the miracle that God Absolutely. has created. So yeah. if, if I'm could... snuffing that out intentionally, that's not okay. No, no, no. It's, 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 I don't, and I don't think there's any way around it. I know, mm-hmm. I know I've, I've been in some conversations and dialogues where people will cook up the most wild, well, what if this happened? Yeah. What if someone was raped yep. and, you know, the mom was going to die if she gave birth and all yep. those kinds of things. Like, Because there are some medical conditions where, like, sure, you can be a perfectly healthy woman. Yep. You want the baby, but the doctor says you need to terminate this pregnancy because it's going to kill you if you don't. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, Another I, I don't. crazy decision. Again, I don't, I don't know any other way other than resigning my life to the fact that God is in control of my life. That's right. And God is in control. Even if I stepped out or even if... Uh, I had an unwanted pregnancy that was, you know, having sex out of marriage and, you know, even if like I'm, I'm dealing with the repercussions of my own mistakes or even if I was, uh, you know, as a product of an act of injustice where God yep. forbid someone was raped. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, I still, as a believer, I think I, I have to humble myself before the Lord and say, okay, here mm-hmm. we are. You know, we talked about in the last podcast, mm-hmm. like the Lord is my shepherd. That's right. And I shall not want. And even that, yep. that even means if I have an unwanted pregnancy, that even means if I have health concerns that this is this this could cost me my life. Hmm. Like I just I think we follow someone who gave up his life in trust in trust to the Father. Absolutely. And his and grace I, reaches us and meets us where we're at. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah. And again, I mean, I, you might you might be able to I don't know how you would, but you might be able to cook up some way to, you know, put staging around that and figure out one scenario that can justify an abortion but i don't i I can't get there uh personally yeah um i just think the at the end of the day in the beginning of the day god is in control of life i think where i'd push back on the church would be it's easy for you know three dudes to sit around like we don't have a woman here right now that's right you know three dudes to sit around here and say suck it up too bad (laughs) you can't you can't do that yeah i think where i'd push back or where the church has failed has been we haven't been Christ-like. We've been Christ-like in the sense of the cross says, you know, the cross speaks truth. Yeah. And it just does. Right. And it's not wavering. It's implicating you. It's saying you're wrong. It's saying you've failed. It's saying God is God and you're not. And humble yourself. I think the cross does that. I think the church has done that on the abortion conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, wait a minute. God is God. That's right. What the church has failed, though, to do that Jesus did was embrace the the cost of having to walk out what it means to honor God. Yeah. And I think there's been maybe too many situations like this where three Christian dudes crack <laughs> open the Bible and say, well, this is what we meet, we believe about justice to the unborn. So, yeah. And too bad, so, so, sad. so to this, to the single mom who's right now, you know, 16 years old in the city of Halifax that has no idea what she's going to do, has no idea how she's going to afford this pregnancy to figure it out. Feels yeah. like her like life think, is ruined. I think that's where we yeah. we maybe lost our voice, and we haven't been Christ-like. In, right. uh, I think the church still needs to step even deeper into you know uh, foster care. You know, I yep. know my my brother-in-law and sister have jumped into that big time. Yeah, adoption. Yep. Um, we need to be the ones that are doing that, and have been. I don't, again, I don't want to be 
the first one to jump back into yep. the negative like news cycle to That's say, right. well, Christians yeah. never do that. No, we've been no. leading the way in that for a long, long time. time. Yeah. Uh, but I think that needs to be the start of the conversation, too. Hey, yeah. I think it was Mother Teresa, wasn't it, who said, like, you know, why are they aborting so many babies in America? Give me your babies. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll, have, I'll take them, right? Like, yeah. that. Like that's what I think Christians need to do at the end of the day. It's like, yeah. okay, if we can't find anything else, like we're, we'll we'll take we'll take them. We accept yeah, the responsibility right. of coming that's alongside absolutely. someone, and that goes back to what you were saying too. Like yeah. the, the the categories of people that we're called to love are like widows, fatherless, the oppressed, and poor. Yeah. Like it's not saying up. Oh, you made your bed now lie in it. It's coming alongside yeah, and we'll saying, get in here with you. you need money. Like we're getting down in the mess and saying like this life matters, yeah. but we're going to help you yeah. make this work. We're going to help. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's, and that requires sacrifice on our part. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Where it comes like backing up, like actually like talking the talk and then walking the walk yeah. behind it and saying, no, yeah. like we believe yeah. in this enough and believe in you enough. And like that God's grace is extended enough to you into this baby that we'll, yeah, we'll do whatever it takes to make this work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, uh, I think, you know, I mean, I'd like to applaud those people who give their life to this work, you know, because there's people that mm-hmm. do this and they yeah. work at, you yeah. know, pregnancy resource centers. I know we have folks in, in our, in our location in Halifax mm-hmm. that they're involved heavily in this stuff yeah. and mm-hmm. it's deeply complex. Yeah. It is so, yeah. so hard and difficult and you empathize with, with, with some of the stories that you hear. Yeah. It's messy, right? Mm-hmm. I think one thing but, to, one thing to, that we also need to be peddlers of those yeah. this that like every every child is a blessing that's right every child is a blessing yes like, like yeah. to not allow that narrative to like this this whole unwanted that's right like maybe maybe we need to begin with changing that yeah that label that of one. unwanted yeah, right. pregnancies and like yeah. creating a hey you know we right. actually are the ones that believe like blessed is the man whose quiver is full of arrows full of children yeah. that's right we yeah. actually believe kids are a blessing that's yeah. right and yeah. even the ones that came when you didn't expect it that's right yeah. you know like that's what yeah. that's what made my wife and I decide to have a third because we were like yeah. we had this perfect family we got a beautiful little girl a little boy mm. and let's not mess this up the world's made for four you know families of four <laughs> that's where I'm at right now screw everything up after that yeah and 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 we went back and forth and I, I was just convicted of this like do I actually Again, I'm not, we're not having any more. I'm off the grid now. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it, it was one of those conversations never where, like, do I, well, we're open to adopting or, you know, yeah. who knows what happens yeah. Yeah. Right. someday. Yeah. Uh, you know, how God wants to expand our family. But totally. for now, like, we're, we're three and two cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, right. And a dog sometime. But, you know, it was like that, like, do I actually believe when God says children are a blessing? That's right. Yeah. Do I trust him on that? Yeah. And and I just had that dialogue with God, and he's like, "There's no way in five years if you have a third child, you're going to regret it." Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what won me over in the end. Yeah. So like maybe we're, we're the ones that start waving that flag of speaking life into these these moms who are Absolutely. freaking out, but saying, yeah. "I don't know how it's all going to work. We're going to walk this out with you." Yeah. But this is this is going to be the best thing that ever happened. Absolutely. To you. Right. And you're going to be thankful for this. You won't. Twenty years from now, when you're going through graduation that's with right. this this little guy. Like, you'll be like, oh, my goodness, I can't even believe that. Yeah. You know, what a blessing. So yeah. I, I think that's a huge and thing. And I think that's what God to. specializes in, is meeting us in our messes where we're at. And that's so, right. And I was to say, like like you were saying, this wasn't my plan for my life. Right. And maybe it wasn't the most ideal scenario, but it doesn't mean that God can't show up and use it to do something absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful in your life. And we've all heard, like, way too many stories around that, and like your brother's story and your story, right, yeah. to, to not know that that's absolutely true. That's so, right. Yeah. 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 So we'll be done in a minute. I mean, we, we still got some stuff that we didn't get to. Mm. Man, there's so much you can talk there's about. A there's a lot here. Uh, I hope this has been helpful for some people yeah. as they're listening or watching. Um, but so we're talking about 
equality, we're talking about justice. What does justice to the poor look like? Because I think that's a nuanced Ooh, conversation yeah. too. Like mm. uh, the same way that uh, how do I frame this? Like it is justice simply, you know, throwing a toonie in a guy's empty coffee cup as you walk by. Is that justice? What does it look like to love, love mercy, you know, walk humbly? And how do we, how do we as believers engage the poor? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think it, again, I think it, um, I think it really goes to a heart condition too for us. Like I think it, this is where we kind of get into one of our values as a church that we're radically generous people, mm-hmm. right? So generosity is a huge piece to biblical justice that, uh, that we share our assets with people. And, uh, I think it's more than just money. I think it's yes. like spending yourself, like getting involved, right? It's and, easy to write a check sometimes. Oh, it is. It really right. is. A lot right? of people, that's way easier. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, like harping back on this past week's love week, I think the thing that was so big was people getting involved, getting their hands dirty, right? Like getting, going to these places, knowing people by name and like sitting down with people. I mean, I did that. I mean, I was involved. Right. And, um, you know, and I think, I think the whole concept just not being stingy, right. In in many ways, you know, and, um, I I had this thought actually on the, on the drive here, uh, about this, just this particular portion or part, like, I'm thinking about my own kids and I think to myself, like, I wouldn't be stingy with my own kids, but what if someone was in need? Like, would I give them hand-me-downs or would I, would I be, you know, would I be willing to go buy new clothes and give them to a person in need? Right. And it was, I kind of felt checked in that my own heart, you know? Um, so I think, I think when it, when it comes, uh, you know, f- from the position of the poor, we're supposed to like, we're supposed to be advocates and to raise people up out of that. Right. I think. And I think like, you know, um, yeah, I I think, think, yeah, we have a, I think sometimes we have a uh, faulty understanding of what poverty is, though. That's true. And we think that poverty is just like environmental or economic. Right. It is. It is that. But it's also relational. It's also spiritual. Yeah. It's intellectual is a huge thing. Like a lot of the time. I've, in my experiences, I've kind of grown in this and I've been around the church for a while and I've been to some third world contexts and I've seen it like a lot of the problem with poverty isn't just the, simply a lack of resource. It's actually a lack of education and knowing how to handle resource. Yep. And so as believers, I think we need to be mature in how we understand, like, are we actually helping or are we hurting? That's true. Yeah. There's that book uh, I read it years ago, uh, When Helping Hurts. Yeah. It just talks mm-hmm. about how Christians actually have made things a lot worse That's sometimes right. by just writing yeah. checks. And all you're doing is funding dysfunction. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So there's there's that extreme on just blindly kicking money to yep. to people who have more complex problems than just the fact they don't have money. That's right. It's maybe they don't have the actual uh, understanding, understanding. Yeah. to have money right. or hold a job. Those right. kinds of things. That's what one of the things I love about uh, the guys in St. John, the Outflow guys. Is yes. Like they're trying to restore dignity. Yes. They're trying to actually give people opportunity. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And that's that to me is a more christian understanding of poverty it's not just giving someone a meal yeah i think the hard part and i don't know if you guys ever felt this i have felt at different seasons in my life and sometimes maybe it might be god-led sometimes it might just be my own callousness but it's easy to float from one extreme to the other in that it's easy to uh maybe grow callous in a way that just says well you don't need my money Hmm. what you what you need is a job Mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. And that's like half true. It is half you know true. What I mean, yeah. it's like it's your that, problem, not my problem. Yeah, or or even well, you know, if I give you this twenty bucks, or I buy you a new pair of shoes, so your feet aren't cold this winter, like, is that really going to help you? Or what is it? What you really need is to get a job and get on your feet. I think mm. that that's a dysfunctional attitude, mm. you know. And I think it can ca- it can creep in when you have that kind of awareness. I've noticed that myself before, like yeah. in the. Okay, I've learned that comp- that that poverty is more complicated and nuanced than we make it to That's be. Right. And there's a tendency, though, in that to lose your heart when yeah. you when you yeah. when you grab the head of it. Yeah, it's easy to kind of lose the heart for it. Yeah, where it's like, you know, um, I think what Jesus demonstrated though is he understood poverty, and he paid the price for it too. Like he like he like went all the way in both with with act, like actually loving us in our poverty and depravity yeah and fully understanding that we are our own worst enemy that's true you know what i mean like i think that's the hard part for a lot of people though is like navigating the fact that you know poverty is is something that's in our minds it's something that is in our environment and those are two different things that i think you can get disproportionately focused on i don't know if that makes sense like i think it does it's not as simple as just throwing money at something yeah that's right i think that's just it's a waste of money and it's just gonna all it's gonna do is empower dysfunction yeah Yeah. it's also not appropriate though to just pull back and say well until we create some systems and educate them i'm not going to give them money and help them with their meals right Right. doing nothing isn't an option no No. right again for the biblical mandate like seeing it the way you're seeing it as a as a Mindset rather than a problem that can just be fixed by cash. It doesn't mean that we don't have to do something about it, right? right. Like, like sometimes we will. I, I think it comes down to more like sensitivity to the spirits leading in our lives, and to know like, okay, this person's asking me for twenty bucks right now, or this yeah. person needs fifty. This person needs five hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's like, am I supposed to do yeah. like this? Is that what the spirit wants for yeah. me in this moment? Is to is to say yes to that, right? And then to trust that if I feel like that's the case, and a hundred percent, maybe he wants me to go further. Maybe he wants me to get yeah. more. Maybe he wants me to come alongside this guy and help him to build a resume and to get a job or like whatever that like could be a ton of different things. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I, I think but, I think like I think you know I think it's not one or the other. It's both and. Yes, in a sense, exactly. Right? That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, right. like, you know, because yeah. I mean, there's there's the whole like you don't want to feed like entitlement, right? Yep. In a sense, yeah. right? Um, cause I remember I, I've, we dealt with, I've dealt with people like this who you have the same people who come looking for more money, you yeah. know, yeah. needing money. And, uh, I, I struggle with that cause I always felt like, I, well, yeah, I need to support the poor. I need to do that. But at the same time, I realized that nothing was getting like, they weren't getting better. They weren't coming out of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you might begin there, but our goal is not to see them stay there. Yeah. It's, to, it's to bring them out of that, right? Yeah, right? And so we don't want to empower dysfunction. That's and right. Jesus yeah. never did that. Like you no. look at the guy, uh, and, and we'll, we'll be done in a second. But you look at the guy, uh, the paralytic by the pool of Bethesda, yes. yeah. right? Like it's like forty years or something like that. Yeah. Thirty years he'd been laying beside the pool, yeah, and wanting to get his healing, and he never got it. And Jesus asked him a question that I think. Uh, at face value, it seems shocking, but then when you actually think about what he means by that, yep. it's it's bang on. He said, "Do you want to be well? Yeah. Or would you prefer to stay here on your mat? Yeah. Right. Like he didn't, he he didn't, you know, coddle that at all. He said, like if you need, if you want healing, I'm the way. I can help you. I'll, I'll I can change your life. But tell me what yeah. you but want. It's going to take. You need to want it. And you, and then he said, pick up your mat and walk. That's right. Jesus didn't pick him up. 
Yeah. He he pointed him, like he empowered him to go do it himself. Yeah, you know? that's right. Like, again, mm-hmm. Jesus was the means of the miracle. That's right. But that guy had to actuate his faith. It's true. I think yeah. there's a there's a dance there that we need to be willing to get into. But it's totally true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, we didn't even get to gun violence. Oh man, guys, we we didn't. As know. a member of NRA of the NRA, you too. Um, yeah, a card man. holding a card. Where's my card? You got your card. No, I, what's, the, what's the Canadian equivalent of the NRA? I don't even know. Is there? I don't think so. Is there one? I think there's oh, no. a BB gun group yeah, somewhere. Probably. Think you have a partridge license. <laughs> a partridge license. Yeah. yeah, I think all the guys in Canada they just have guns hidden somewhere. They're all unregistered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anybody that does that. Well, yeah. everybody, hey, if you made it to the end of Man. our second episode, we hit some pretty cool stuff some in this. Did. It wasn't some, some big stuff. Yeah. It wasn't Those are some as, important conversations. Yeah, uh, sexual. No. It's definitely a lot easier for us to talk about this stuff than it was for the last one. I feel like <laughs> it was. Yeah, much I, less uncomfortable for me personally. I'm glad David was here last time. I, yeah. Not me, so. Yeah. yeah. I feel My like engine blew up. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Sorry. There we go. Whoops. Sorry. We'll, we'll wrap things up with another raucous applause. We're having fun, having fun with this. I yeah. We might need to it's figure awesome. out ways to do this more often. It's we have to keep it rolling. Kick Let us around. know. Let us know what you think. All right, peeps. We'll uh, we'll see you out. Stellar. We'll see you later. Glad uh, you made it, Seth. Hey, this has been great. Seacrest. share this for somebody else. Hope to see you next time.